You heard me say it, and I believe it wholeheartedly, that if you lead with identity, everything else will follow. But I've had the experience in my work of coming in contact with individuals who want what follows, but aren't willing to lead with identity. It used to bother me and I could not figure out why they did not want to lead with identity. Then it dawned on me that people think that doing identity work means that you're broken. When in fact, it has nothing to do with brokenness and it's not an attempt to fix you. Identity work is about coming in alignment with who you are and not fixing, but honoring who you are and building a brand that is most authentic to who you are. So if you're ready to leave with identity and become a supernormal superstar, visit YourSupernormal.com right now and let's do the work. Blog Talk Radio. Have you ever gotten to a place in life where you find yourself asking, what now? That's right. What now? Circumstances and situations have happened. You feel as if you've been hit from the left and the right. You feel as if nothing that you do ends up working out the way that you desire for it to work out. And you just don't know what you need to do right now. The reality is we've all been there. And sometimes we've been there without the tools, techniques, and strategies to help us make effective decisions to produce the future that we desire. You don't have to do this alone anymore. I invite you to listen to my podcast. That's right. My name is Clifton Pettyjohn. I'm a purpose strategist, author, transformation coach, and spiritual leader. And I host the What Now podcast. And the What Now podcast is simply conversations that teach us how to effectively face life's most difficult moments. That's right, life's most difficult moments. So if you're interested in hearing the podcast, I encourage you to visit my website, www.cliftonpettyjohn.com. Again, www.cliftonpettyjohn.com. There, there's a tab for the podcast, and you can pick your favorite platform. We're available on multiple platforms, so you can pick your favorite platform, pick the platform, subscribe to the podcast, listen, 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 comment, 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 and share, 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 all right? So I encourage you, again, make sure that you are listening to the What Now Podcast. What's up, everybody? My name is Clifton Pettyjohn, and you are listening to Transformation Radio, where we transform lives through purposeful conversation.
What is up, everybody? My name is Clifton Pettyjohn, and I want to welcome you back to Transformation Radio. That's right, Transformation Radio, where we transform lives through purposeful conversations, regardless of how uncomfortable and unpopular those conversations are. Again, my name is Clifton Pettyjohn. I'm a purpose strategist, author, transformation coach, and spiritual leader. I provide tools and strategies to transition you from a life of merely existing to living a life full of purpose. I want to thank each and every one of you for joining me on tonight. We have an amazing guest, and we're going to be getting to her briefly. But before we get to her, I just want to thank you guys again for all that you do for the show. I thank you for listening, for your comments. I thank you for your emails. I thank you for the text messages that you send. I truly appreciate each and every one of you. Without you, there would be what? No show whatsoever. I also want to thank and send a shout-out to all of the mothers on this month. Remember, we are honoring mothers throughout the entire month. We're honoring women throughout the entire month for everything that they have done and are continuing to do. There would be no us if it was not for our mothers. And truly, 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 there wouldn't be some of the privileges that we enjoy on a day-to-day basis. And some might say, we're not enjoying much privileges today in these times, but there are privileges that many women stood up and fought for, and some stood up in the background, and some, you know, took the forefront and stood up for us. So we want to honor every woman that is listening to this show and the women of the women that are listening to the show. So we honor you, and we're continuing tonight with – uh, another amazing woman that's that's changing the game, guys. You already know I get game changers on here that are doing purpose the way that they were created to do purpose. There's no need of you doing anything in life if you are not connected with what you're doing and if you're not doing it the way that the creator created you to do it. This show is simply a vehicle that is used to help you. Some of us, we... We hit speed bumps along the way. Sometimes we hit dead ends along the way, and we need a coach. We need a a spiritual leader, a strategist. We need somebody to help us navigate our way back on the path that we need to be headed down. So, again, thank you guys for joining us on tonight. Now, I want to hit this. Our show is always open to anyone who wants to call in. Now, of course, you guys know that my guests, have diverse backgrounds and belief systems. Everything that is said on this show, you are not going to agree with, even the things that I say. And that's okay. That's okay. That is okay. We are all able to have our own opinion and belief system and the things that we value. However, here it is a secured environment. Therefore, we want to make sure that we make everyone feel comfortable in that which they are expressing. So if you call in and it's something that you disagree with, that's okay. But make sure you do it in a respectful manner. Because if do it in a manner that's not respectful, I am going to have to hit the little X button. But we've never had to do that, and I know we're not going to have to do that tonight. But when we listen from a place of openness and a place of grow, uh, of willingness to grow, then we can produce the world that we all desire. And, guys, you all know that for the generation that is to come and the generations that are here, we have to do better. 
And I believe that this pandemic has us at a place where we must do some self-evaluations and see where we can personally do better so that we can become the human beings that we were created to be here on this earth. All right. So now, without further ado, we're going to get to our guest. All right. She is an author. She is a life purpose coach. She's certified as a coach. And she's a minister of the gospel, guys. So listen, I want you to help me welcome to the show, Mrs. Shelly Mache. Shelly, how are you tonight? Hello. I'm doing well. How are you tonight? I'm doing great. I'm really doing great. I'm excited about this conversation because I believe. Me too. And I say this I say this with every guest because I believe it. If I didn't believe it, I wouldn't invite people on the show, but I believe that people's lives are going to be transformed on tonight. I believe that their eyes are going to be open, their ears are going to be open to a greater truth for them to understand even the more who they are and who yes. created them and the purpose beyond that, behind that creation. That is awesome. Yes, that that is what I'm here for, to be able to help people open up their eyes, just to be able to look within. You know, I tell people all the time, I don't have all of the answers. I may not have any of the answers for you, but I can provide the tools so that you can look within to try to find those answers yourself. And I, I love what you just said right there because it reminds me of, of, the, of the proverb, you know, you you uh, provide a fish for a person, they'll eat for a day. Yes. But if you teach mm-hmm. them how to fish, they can eat for a lifetime. So yes. you're about, guys, you're about to be taught how to fish so that you can eat for a lifetime on tonight, all right? So let's get started. I start yes. every interview with this same question. And that question okay. is, if if you could have one superpower, what mm-hmm. would that superpower be and why? To eat and never get fat. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that's the first time everybody, ah, that would be my superpower too. Oh, man, I never thought of that. <laughs> I want to be able to eat and be in oh. good health and never get fat. How about that? <laughs> oh, Man, that that is that's the best answer we've had on the show yet. That's the one that <laughs> I I can second that. I can second that. Oh, but that yes, was a good I, one. Oh, that that would be exciting for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be uh, listen exciting for you and for me too. That was outside sat there and started thinking about that. I was like, oh man, I never thought about that as a superpower. <laughs> That's gonna be you my see what I'm saying? So I'm... It don't look. It don't have to be deep. It don't have to be deep. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Now let's move into the the game of word association. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a word out there at you, and you just respond any way that you want to respond, and then I may ask you to elaborate on it, or I tell you we're gonna go back to that word. All right. Let's do it. All right, here we go. The first word is life. 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 Oh my goodness, abundant. Mhm. Mhm. Okay, the next word is cycles. Life. <laughs> ah. Now I want to ask you a question about cycles. 
is it important yes. to I, be able to identify your cycles in your life, whether they are positive or those things that are not so positive, not so positive, oh, and if they are important. Why is it important? It's definitely important for you to be able to know the different cycles um, that are going on in your life. There could be a cycle that's happening where you have been imparted with lots of wisdom, and it's really going to help open up the doors for different businesses or different opportunities. You really need to be mm-hmm. tuned into that, that this is the time for me to move business-wise, or this is the time for me mm-hmm. to move um, family-wise and to put us in a certain direction or to center myself spiritually. And so if you don't recognize those cycles, you miss out on things. This could be the time that I'm supposed to be um, single by myself. I'm out here searching, looking, praying, crying, scratching so that I can get somebody. Maybe that's not the cycle. Maybe this is a single time for you to be able to sit, gather who you are, glean from other people who are in the type of relationship you would like, and you can't gather that information because you're too busy looking at what you want instead of being connected where you are. Awesome. So, now, yeah, now I want to play. It's uh, very important. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, let's stay right there with what you just said about the single aspect of it. Now, I'm sure, you know, and, and, you know, you're dealing with people as a coach and as a a mentor and other things, uh, you have ran into individuals that are at that space in their life. And in their mind, they're thinking, I hear what you're saying, but you're married. And I've been single for this amount of time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just sick and tired of being single. (laughs) what, What advice do you give? to individuals that, you know, have that, you know, that mindset? Well, first of all, I let them know you are absolutely right. I am married. And so at Mm -hmm. this particular point in my life, I cannot walk in the same um, in the same path that you're walking. You're right. So there are Mm -hmm. things that are going on with you right now that currently in the state that I'm in, that we're not going to connect on. But please believe that I've been where you are. So I understand when you're ready to get with somebody, when you're tired of being by yourself, when you don't want to, you know, wake up by yourself. I understand all that. But here's what I tell people. Is it better for you to feel a little anxious now and stay single, or is it better for you to be miserable and be married? Mm. Which, Which is better? Is it better to remain single and have some lonely nights and some tears or to be in the bed with somebody and still be lonely with tears? Yeah. See, we we always look on the other side and say, but you have, but you have, but you have. But you don't know what it takes to keep the grass green. Are you willing to do that? And so I get all of those things, and it's frustrating and Mm -hmm. it's tiring. And when we get into that point, there needs to be things that we have that are laid out for ourselves so that it can help walk us through that point. When I was single, I absolutely loved having male friends who I could call and be like, you know what, dude, I need a date. Come come over. Mm -hmm. And this mm-hmm, wasn't anything mm-hmm. sexual or, or because we, we liked each other. It was simply, you know, I want I want to go out. I want somebody to take me out. You're my friend. I love you. You love me. Mm-hmm. And I had guys who would take me out on a date because I was feeling like, hey, come on now. Ain't nobody picking this up. Right, 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 right. And so 
I love being able to have male friends that that really genuinely loved and respected me so that when that time came when I was like, look, desperation is, you know, it's it's trickling, they could come in and say, you know, sit your tail down, what you need. Yeah. Yeah, and and I like that that you had a system set up because uh, I believe that we need systems in place like uh, in places like that because when we don't have those systems in place, we end up making crazy decisions. Oh, we and we certainly do, we and you need to put them in place <laughs> before beforehand. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, and and you know we don't realize sometimes. <laughs> We don't realize the effect of those crazy decisions until after the after the fact. But if mm-hmm. we have those systems in place in the beginning, then we could prevent some of those uh, side exactly. rules, I guess you could say. You know, taking some of the yeah. detours that we take, you a- know, exactly. in our path for purpose. Exactly, and, and I like to let people know, world. you know, but sometimes, sometimes you're gonna hit it. You know, as much as we prepare. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're right, just right, going right. to hit that brick, you know, and I don't like for people right. to feel like, oh, I'm so terrible because I hit that brick. What I encourage no. you to do is stop hitting it deliberately. Right. Right. And I think that segues right into our next word, which is self-awareness. Wow. Wow. That is so good. Um whew, self-awareness, I re- the word that I think of right now is time. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I and say can, time is because, okay. is because that's what it's going to take in order for you to really understand you. You have to give yourself time to understand the flaws, the, um, the fragilities, the things that make you um, fall. You have to understand all those things in mm-hmm. order for you to be aware and to figure out how to correct those things. And I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that when we become more aware of ourselves, then we gain a greater value of who we are. And Absolutely. sometimes we won't find ourselves, you know, we won't, we won't settle. Uh, sometimes we Absolutely. find ourselves settling because, you know, we yes. hold that guilt or, you know, the thoughts of maybe this is what I deserve. I mean, after mm-hmm, all, I did this, mm-hmm. this, 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 and this, not realizing that all of that was a part of your journey. It was a part of your process. It was a part, it's a part of your story, but you don't have to stay in that moment. You know, you gain you what you never gain have from to stay. that. Mm-hmm. No, and that, that's what, I think that's one of the right. things. I was talking to someone today, and I, I was just trying to, explain to them that, yes, it did happen. Yes, it was a traumatic experience for you, but you are greater than than that, and you don't have to stay there. You don't have to keep beating yourself up, you know, in those things. And I believe that self-awareness begins to free us enough to realize that it's okay to move on. It is okay to move Mm -hmm. on. Okay, now the next word. Oh, go ahead. I wanted to I wanted to say something really quick. You know what else you were saying? It's okay mm-hmm. to move on. But you know what else? It's okay to acknowledge. It's okay to say yes. this this is who I am or this is who I have become because these are the right. things that have taken place in my life. And that doesn't matter whether right. it's a positive or a negative. You can look and say, I have become an angry person because someone took advantage yes. of my innocence. It's okay yes. for you to say that. 
It's okay. But until we're okay with not being okay, we'll never be able to position ourselves to be okay again. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that was one of the greatest lessons that I learned. Um, you know, I always share my story about how I grew up and I found I, growing up, you know, as years went on, I realized that I was such a religious person. You know, I mastered mm-hmm. the art of church, you know, and the right mm-hmm. thing to say, the right thing to do, when to insert the hallelujah, when to lift my hand. Right. You know, I, I had mastered all of those things, but I hadn't really mastered the sense of ministry in relationship with God, in relationship with myself enough to say, okay, you do have a nasty attitude at times. Mm-hmm. It was as if, no, the devil is a lie. That's the devil. That's No, no, that's, that's me. <laughs> you know, that's Tell the me, truth. You know, that's what I said. Tell the know, truth. And, <laughs> yes, yes. And one of the things that I learned, you know, in, in growing up and in, in expanding my consciousness of who the creator, who God really was, was that life is much better when you embrace who you really are. Now, you don't have to stay there, so true. but you have to own that thing. You have to own it. You know, enough to realize that this is me, you know. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I I definitely totally agree with that. Own it. Own the good and the bad. And then make a commitment to yourself that you're going to work on those things that you don't think are beneficial for you. But definitely own both sides of it. Absolutely. Now let's talk about wholeness. The first word that comes to mind for me is Christ, mm-hmm. because that's mm-hmm. because that's where I find and where I found my wholeness. That's um, you know everybody have have a, a different sense of spirituality. Everybody looks for different mm-hmm. things, but for me, mm-hmm. my wholeness in who I am it comes directly from Christ. Absolutely, I totally agree that, that nothing else needs to be said. That I. That's how I define it, too. Uh, The next word is purpose. Again, I say life because that's when I believe Mm -hmm. that true true life begins for you is when you know your purpose. Okay. Now, I want to stay on this word a couple minutes uh, because as we talk about purpose and transformation a lot, um, being a purpose strategist, I deal with a lot of people as it relates to their purpose. What is your definition of purpose? That's the first question. And then number two, mm-hmm. how did you, quote, unquote, discover your purpose? My definition of purpose is knowing who I was created to be and using mm-hmm. that gift to enlighten others. Mm-hmm. And the, the way that I was able to find purpose was through self-awareness, through me looking at mm-hmm. the fragilities in my life, through me looking at Um, The things that I thought that I was, but then when certain things were taken away from me, I didn't know who I was. So Mm. the way I was able to find it was really to sit down and say, who are you? Who are you? Mm -hmm. If you're not so-and-so's mother, if you're not so-and-so's wife, if you don't work for the big entertainment company, if you can't say Mm -hmm. that to somebody, ooh, I I work for such-and-such entertainment, if you can't say that, who are you? And that's when I began to look for my my identity. 
And so it was through me working out who I was. If all of this was stripped from you today, who can you say that you are? Can you describe yourself? And it was through that that I began to pull back, pull back the layers of the onion to find out Mm -hmm. what is Shelly like? Who is Shelly? What is Mm. Shelly's personality? What makes Shelly smile? What makes Shelly feel complete? I was in my 30s. I was married. I had two children. I was other people's, quote, quote, relationship goals. And Mm -hmm. I didn't even really know my own relationship goals. Right, 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 right. And so after I began to look at all of those things, and once I began to take that journey, God is the one who opened up my eyes and said there are so many other women that are looking at themselves Mm -hmm. in the mirror. And they're doing the same thing. They've spent 20, 30, 40 years mm-hmm. being something to someone else. And there's so much more that I've called them to be. Not that God hasn't called us to work in these miraculous titles that we have, but he wants us to mm-hmm. know that the first title that we have is self. Because he created right, us, right. one person, and he gave that one person a destiny, a calling, mm. a purpose. And that is how I found my purpose, which was me being able to speak life into other women and show them how to find theirs. Because, again, Mm -hmm. for me, purpose is life and being able to share that gift to enlighten someone else. Awesome, awesome. Now, the last word is transformation. Constant, ever-changing. Mm-hmm. Mhm. Now, do you believe um that there is a difference between change and transformation or do you feel they're like interchangeable? I think it really depends. I think it can be interchangeable. Okay. I can mm-hmm. I can change my, you know, my eating habits, but that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, that I've made this great health transformation. I can change mm-hmm. something and say, oh, oh I choose good. not to eat sugar as often. That's a change that I made in my life. But mm-hmm. it's not a transformation. It didn't give me, a, you know, a new, a new insightful thinking about anything. It hasn't transformed my, my life to a point of where my mindset has changed. It's just the fact that I think it's better for me not to eat a bunch of sugar. So I'll stop. I'll change that. So I think it can be interchangeable depending what the situation is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I saw on your website that uh, you are coined the women's change agent. Now, yes, I know you can't. I know you can't be coined that without a story. So how did you get <laughs> <laughs> to? becoming and evolving into this change agent for women. I think it's really I think it's a little funny, but you know, it's it's not as exciting as people would think, but I actually I'm an empowerment speaker and what I used to tell mm-hmm. women when I would go and speak for for these different conferences is yes, I am an empowerment speaker, but I'm not here to rah-rah you. I'm not here for you to just slap hands and and run out. I am here to change how you move. I am here to change how Mm -hmm. you walk. I'm here to change how you think. 
and how you know and how you how you take information in, how you put it out. I'm here to to challenge that. And it's actually a lady when I was saying one of that and she came to me to thank me and was like, Oh my gosh, this is so wonderful because I I really feel like I want I want to change and you know, and you're you're that change agent to to help me want to change and I was like, I'm the change agent. <laughs> That's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, nice. you know when you get when, when you go ah, <laughs> having that plan in the like, background, <laughs> right? And I was like, wow, you know, I said, well, that really is that is my purpose. My purpose is not just mm-hmm. to high five you, five you. There is a place and a mm-hmm. time for that, but I'm here to challenge you to change because when you begin to change your mindset and how you mm-hmm. think about you and take responsibility for your decisions, you know, then you're able to change those things around you. You're able to pour different things into your family. And ultimately that changes our environment. And that's what's going to change the world. And I like what you said about uh, being the change agent does not mean that I'm there to high five you because being a change agent means sometimes we're going to have to have those uncomfortable conversations where you're going to have to be accountable to yourself and take responsibility for your actions. Exactly. Now, how important, and I know it's very important, but I, I still want to ask the question for those that are out there listening, how important is it that we come to a place where we become accountable to to ourselves first, you know, for our actions mm-hmm. and responsible for our decisions as well? How important is that? Your well-being depends on it. If you're never mm-hmm. responsible for any of your decisions, first of all, you cut off your growth. You cut off your growth, period. You also put yourself in, in mental anguish and distress. If you're constantly mm-hmm. blaming other people for stuff, never taking on responsibility, you actually cause more harm to, to your mental health, to your emotional needs than you cause to other people. You eventually will probably end up by yourself because no one wants to deal with someone who cannot take responsibility. You mm-hmm. are the one who suffer the most. So it is very important that we learn how to just, as you said earlier, just own it. Even own if you don't thing. know how to change it, own it. Because right, when you own right, something, right. people are more willing People are more willing to extend their hand when you could just own it and say, yeah, yes. I did you wrong. Yeah, I was dirty, and I I can't change it. I apologize, yeah. but you're right. I was dirty for that. And I you know, feel like when we, we can own feel it, better. And we create an atmosphere where the help that we need now can be attracted to it because now we've owned exactly. it. Exactly. I don't know what to do with exactly. this thing. But I'm going to own it, and then before you know it, and a divine, a divine appointment happens, and you're with someone that can help process you through that thing. But as long as exactly. you are ready to own but it. But if you're you not even willing to mean. accept it, yes. there's, there's really nowhere that we can go. Yeah. Yeah, I, I tell people all the time that, you know, God yearns for us to embrace who we are because he does his best work with his creation, not what we mm-hmm. attempt to create ourselves. You know, he does his best work with his creation. So when we strip ourselves back and just become, you know, intimate with God, when we allow him to see inside of us, 
that's the best state to be. You're vulnerable, you're naked. It's the the best place to be with God. It is, and it's the best place to be, and it's scary, you know, and that's why we don't want that place because that place is scary. Mm. For you to be able to see into me and see all of the the secrets, the dirty things, the things that I I may be ashamed of, you know, the stuff that no one else knows about, it's a scary place to be. And if we never position ourselves in that scary place with God, there's absolutely no way that we'll be able to position ourselves that way with people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So true. Now, on your website also, there was something else that caught my attention, and I want to talk about that. You asked the question, are you happy? Okay. Now, I want to – it's kind of – I think it's a twofold question I have here. Uh, first, I want to know, why do you ask that question? And then mm-hmm. how important – is that question as it relates to our life? Mm-hmm. First of all, I ask that question because a lot of us walk around life pretending to be happy because yes. that is the thing yes. to do. We speak every day, oh, be positive, be positive, and there's nothing wrong with yep. that, but sometimes yep. we talk so much about it that we forget that we're human and we're not positive yep. every day all the time. Life socks us in the head sometimes, and we don't really understand that you don't have to take on everything in the world. So I ask, are you happy? Because I'm that same woman who was standing in the mirror with the family looking at myself and not knowing who I was. And again, when you don't know who you are, you're really not very happy, even if you think you are. Absolutely. So, so, and the purpose of us, being happy and understanding happiness is because that pure joy at the end of the day, that's all that you really have to hold on to is your own happiness. You give that away or you don't understand how to get it back when life, you know, turns its back on you. And you are really going to be in a position of of spiral Mm. and of a downfall. Got you. So how do I get to that place? I hear what you're saying, and I recognize I'm just not happy. What do I need to do? What's the first step I need to take? Well, that is the first step, to to let to let yourself know I'm not happy. Because if you never let yourself know that you're not happy, you're not going to do the things that it takes to make yourself happy. The first thing that I talk about in my book, which is 70 Days of Happy, Mm -hmm. Life is Better When You Smile, Mm -hmm. is making the decision Mm -hmm. to be happy. And so that's the first step. And then the next step, which I actually, you know, put this in the book too, the next day I said, today, just smile. Just take account Mm -hmm. of how many times you just smile. Because you would be amazed at how much you don't smile. How many times you see people and you don't greet people or you're walking out someplace, you know, and you look like a monster by the face. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. So I, I, I challenge people, take, take an account of how much you smile today. Be deliberate mm. about smiling and see if that doesn't change just a tiny bit of how you feel. See, because a lot of times when you, when you smile at somebody, the automatic reaction is for them to smile back, even if it's just a smirk. It may throw them off. Right. Maybe they're not a smiler either. 
So now you smile at them. It's contagious. They smile at you. Before you know it, you know, y'all standing in line, chit-chatting. The lines are long these days. Might as well chit-chat with somebody. And then you look around. (laughs) You you know what I'm saying? Have a conversation. Mm -hmm. But you look around, and it's like, oh, wow, the sky is blue today. It's small things Mm -hmm. that we can do to create a sense of happiness. And it can start with something as easily as smiling more, something as easily as commanding attitude of your day when you get up in the morning Mm -hmm. to say to yourself, I'm going to make this a happy day. That doesn't mean that everything in my life is going to be happy today, but I'm going to choose to extract gratefulness even from what may not look like I should be grateful. I I put a story in my uh, in my book of driving, and somebody had hit the back of my car, and instantaneously mm-hmm. I went from zero to a hundred, instantaneously. <laughs> and I was, and when I pulled over, I was ready to jump out the car and get it started that day. Right. And before I did that, I said to myself, before I jumped out the car, I said, "You said that you were going to, you know, enjoy your day today. That's what you said." Is this an inconvenience? Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Is anybody calling your husband or kids to meet to meet you at the hospital? No, they are not. Are you pinned in this car? Do you need the jaws of life mm-hmm. to take you out? You do not. Can you step out of here and walk? Are you limping? Are you hurt? Are you bleeding? None of that. Really then, Shelly. It's an inconvenience and you're late for work. Boo hoo. Yeah. Get the right. information, exchange what you need to. Um, take yourself to work, call the insurance, and continue in your day. And that's what I did. But this is something that I had to consciously do. Right. Happy don't fall out the sky. Sometimes Mm-mm. we have to have to take the tools and put them to work, which puts us back in the position of happiness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And let's stay right there. Let's talk about your book, uh, Seven Seven. 70 days. Yes, 70 days. Of yes. Happy. Okay. Is this a is it like a daily devotional book? Is it how how is it uh written? Yes, it, this is is it's a daily journal for you to just okay. really be able to it's 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 maybe a 2 minute read every day of something that you can okay. do that day so that you can extract more happiness. And if you follow it, if you do it, you will find that after those 70 days you have a lighter heart. After those 70 days, mm-hmm. you really are able to find some joy and some peace in the little things, things that you took for granted. You'll find that you're more attentive to things that, that make you happier and just put you in a position of peace. Mm-hmm. Okay. But now you but, so but now how... you gotta do you gotta do the work now. You gotta commit to it now. Because do if you work. don't, don't yeah. be calling me like Jelly, I ain't happy. Yeah. No, you didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> do not yeah. <laughs> yeah I always say that You have to do the application Part of it If you don't apply it yes. It's not you know it's not going to work for you And sometimes I think that You know uh, some of us Have looked for those You know the kind of the shortcut I want you to do the work for me Do it for mm-hmm. me okay and then I want to reap yes. the results of it. But I explained to you the exactly. greatest result is, you know, you applying it and you begin to see 
the gradual change and transformation begin to take place in your life. Now, when did you discover that you were an author? Like, how did you, when did you discover that gift in your life? Completely by accident. Completely by accident. I, I never woke up saying that I wanted to write a book. In fact, when I decided to write the book, a bunch of fear, you know, um, overtook me. And I was like, no, nobody wants to hear this. Nobody wants to read this. I'm not going to gonna do this. It's my family that was like, oh, no, boo-boo, you put your mouth on it, so you got to finish it now, you know. And I actually was just writing some things down because I had uh, did a 90-day challenge of happiness. Mm-hmm. And from that, I said, wow, you know, I'm, I'm generally a, a pretty happy person, but wow, um, I did notice that in those 90 days when I when I deliberately said, hey, I'm not going to go this route, hey, I'm going to extract the good from this, um, I'm like, okay, there is more of a, of, of a, you know, a happiness there. So I decided to take those things and, and write them down. And I said, hey, mm-hmm. you know, if I got something from this, then maybe somebody else would get something from it too. And so I took 70 things, not so much that was from that challenge, but 70 things that I thought we really kind of overlook or things that we don't do that really can bring us some type of joy. And I put all that in there. So, again, um, it wasn't something that I had planned. It's something that I actually began to just jot down and I decided one day, oh, okay, family, guess what? I think I'm going to turn this into a book, and they wouldn't leave me alone until I finished it. Now, that's the real part of it. They just wouldn't leave me alone. Mm-hmm. People want to hear, ooh, <laughs> I was so inspired. And this is it. Yeah, that's a little bit of it. But my family kept going, when are you going to do that book? <laughs> but I'm glad so you I had to. So I had to produce it. I'm glad you you brought that that aspect with it because a lot of people are sitting at home now with with the idea of a book or they they've started writing and they stopped and started and stopped and started and stopped because you know it's like ah nobody wants to read it but you you hit such a key component and you talked about your family being there to push and to motivate you how Definitely. important is your support system in success, you know, success, succeeding in any area of your life or setting goals and reaching those goals? Oh, my gosh, it's priceless. How important is your family? Mm-hmm. It's so important mm-hmm. that I'm an author now because I had a right. family who refused to allow me to settle. And so, yes, I'm a person yeah. who can push myself and I can set goals and I can make those things happen. But when you have a support mm-hmm. system, you're not going to always yeah. feel like doing it. You're not going to always feel your best. You're not even going to always feel qualified. And so to have people around you that say to you, I don't care if you feel qualified or not. I don't care if you are qualified or not. Write that stuff down and put it together, and we'll come to the next step at the next step. But for today, just write it down. Don't worry about the next step which is what a good friend told me because, you know, I'm that person, I'm an ABC person, and I like to know everything that I have to do. And I remember her saying to me, can you just do this? And I was like, yeah. okay. She was like, do this, and then you'll understand that. But you're trying to understand that when you haven't walked out this. Yeah. 
And so, and I'm yeah. very appreciative to her for that because it doesn't mm-hmm. stop the fact that I'm an ABC person and I want to see everything. But it did slow my role at that time to say, Shelly, don't focus on that because if you focus on that, it becomes overwhelming, which blocks you mm-hmm. because I can't work being overwhelmed. So it completely blocks me and I won't do anything. So stop looking over there and look in front of you and just write the words. Stop trying to make it perfect. Stop trying to to, to make yeah. everything, you know, connect the way you think it should connect. And just write how you feel. And then you'll go back and you'll rework it later. Mm-hmm. I, I was laughing at what you said about being an ABC person because I, that's how I explain to people when they ask me about purpose. I say, I had a lot of struggles when it came to purpose because I like to plan things out. I said, oh, and the yes. way that God works is sometimes he gives you A, then he's going to take you to Z, then he's going to bring you to H, bring you back to B, oh, take my you goodness. back to X. I said, so, you know, I had to learn to be a little more flexible <laughs> because yes, you I do. love yes, you do. Oh, I love a plan. And, like, and I tell people also, you know, as you're planning, make sure you leave space you know, for the plans to change because I was a person, if I plan it, that's how I want it to happen. That's the exactly. best result that we can possibly get. So, yeah, I get that. I definitely get um, that. Yes. And you know what? I think I, and, and I'm still an ABC person, but I think that I really began to understand, aside from personally, that things just don't always work the way you lay it out when right. I began to do right. women events. There is absolutely mm-hmm. nothing that goes as planned when you do an event. I don't <laughs> care how much you lay it out, what you do, something always happens. And so when I began doing events and conferences and, and brunches and things like that, um, the first one was so stressful, you know, I, I think I lost half of my hair. By the time the third one came around, I was like, yeah, okay, mm-hmm, okay, well, that fell under, okay, no to that, oh, oh okay, well, thanks, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> it comes a point where you're either going to have a heart attack about it or you're going to understand these are the plans, I still want these plans, but what's most important is that I properly get to the end result. And so I'm going to take some turns, some twists, ups, some downs, but I am definitely going to get to the the landing part. I'm definitely going to get to what it is that desire is. But the the road to getting there is not going to exactly look the way I mapped it out. My map outs are nice, neat, you know, everything (laughs) is laid out perfectly. By the time it's done, I have scribbles. Yes. You know, everything is turned upside down. So I've learned <laughs> to try, T-R-Y, try to mm-hmm. embrace the yeah. turns and twists. But it's really hard for an ABC girl like mm-hmm. myself. <laughs> Absolutely. I totally agree. I do. I totally agree. That's I, I had to laugh as you were saying it because it was like, yeah, I know exactly what she's saying. Right? So now let's talk about the. That you're talking about the event planning. We're going to stay right there because I want to talk about the speaker as well. That um, you're you're speaking. I want to talk about that. But you talked about the women empowerment uh, events that you have. Are these things that you have annually, or how does that that go? Yes, I have an annual conference. We didn't do it this okay. this year. My daughter's graduating oh, cool. this year, so I hadn't even planned to do oh, it this year. Oh, congratulations! 
Thank you. Thank you. So there's so much with that that um, I decided not to do it this year anyway. Prayerfully, we'll jump back into it next year. But I have an annual okay. conference called the Power for Woman Conference where women from all walks mm-hmm. of life can come together and let their hair down. We are empowered. We are inspired. We have fun. You know, we, we walk and dance across the stage to take our, our mm-hmm. power back that we've given away. We cry together, yeah. and we just enjoy each other. There's no judgment. There's no, you know, um, dress code. It's just come in and lay your heart down. And so we do that annually, and then usually, if possible, I try to throw a brunch in in the summertime so that, once again, we can get together. Um, I bring published authors so that they can show you how to get your book out there, or we may bring Mm -hmm. someone who works in real estate to help you understand it, maybe someone who works in the stock market to help you understand that. It's all about us being able to really be empowered in every part of our lives. If you don't enjoy socks, that empowerment wasn't for you. But if you ever thought right. about, you know, hey, I'd like to possibly do this. I want to be able to be across the board and give you, you know, um, a little bite of everything at the buffet. Awesome, awesome. Now, and you're hitting um, what I like about it is I always talk about wholeness in all core areas of life, and it seems like. That's what your events fo- your event focuses on. It doesn't just fo- focus on the spiritual aspect or the you know the emotional health aspect. It focuses on focuses on the financial aspect. Then you know the, all the yes. core areas of life. Now, how did you get to that place where you wanted your product that you were putting out there to minister wholeness and all areas of life as opposed to just focusing on one or two areas of life? I actually, and this goes into purpose, I actually stumbled and bumped and and fell around on different things. And what I found, Mm -hmm. what I discovered about myself is that I didn't just want to touch one part of the lives of women. I wanted you to be touched in every part. So when I, when I would say, Oh, I want to empower women and people would say, well, how do you want to empower them? Like, well, I want to empower them to, to, to take back their own happy. I want to empower them to stand on Mm -hmm. their, their boldness and self-esteem. I want to empower them financially so that they know that, um, you know, they don't have to depend on someone else. I want to empower the mother in them, if they're parents. And so as I began to really think about all of these ways that I wanted to pour into you, what I really wanted to do is empower your life Mm -hmm. and the way you thought about your life and to change some of those things that were limiting for you so that you could be the best woman for yourself. You cannot be good for anyone else until you're good for you. And so by me wanting our generations to be better, by me wanting our children to be better, to be better, first I had to start with the woman in the mirror so that she could be better for the other women that needed her expertise and her purpose. Right, 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 right. So now as a speaker, I always use the term find your voice. How did you find your voice? Or when you know, you to be honest, I, 
I um, I really thought that I, I had my voice, and I did. I think I had a voice growing up. I had a mom who was very much about doing for yourself, getting out there for yourself, not taking no for, for an answer, advocating for yourself. So a part of me had that, came in, and in many ways snatched that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I had a voice. But then I felt like I didn't have a voice. But I, um, gosh, it's just so interesting because I feel like it was always there. I just didn't necessarily know how to use it sometimes. And I think when I really began to look at the fact that it's not about me and if I don't use my voice, then what I do is I put another woman in a position to stay captive. And I never wanted to do that. I never wanted another woman to be caged because I refused to be open. Mm. So it was a matter, it was a matter of me learning that this isn't always about you. I don't have to be on a platform in order to be inspirational. It's just that that's where God placed me. I, Mm. my, my platform could be my phone. When I'm calling women, Absolutely. you know, once a month or whatever, speaking life into them, my my platform could be me being a mother and raising strong, independent, powerful children. It just so happens that my platform is on a stage. Mm-hmm. But I want women and, and just people in general to know that you don't have to be on a stage to use your voice. Your voice is used each time you speak life into the neighborhood latchkey kid. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there there are all kinds of people who we can speak into. And so I think that that's when I really begin to take ownership of the fact that I believe that I have something to say. I believe that I have a story that will help women. I believe that if I if I open myself up so that other women understand you're not alone, you're not the only one who has gone through this, or even if I haven't gone through what you've gone through, this is a safe space for you to to fall into my shoulders, then I think that I've done what I've been called to do. And that's more important to me than not using my voice. Mm Mm-hmm. So now uh, you're in ministry as well. So was there ever a challenge within yourself as far as with the life coaching and the ministry aspect, or did you always get the marketplace concept of intertwining them together? I think it becomes difficult sometimes. Mm -hmm. Even now I think um, it becomes difficult because sometimes – you're um, you're always the minister, but sometimes right. it's like I I don't I don't need you to look at me as as the minister. I need you just to see me right. as your as your fellow your fellow being, you know. Because sometimes right. people when they when you have this title of minister, then sometimes it's disconnecting for them. Yes. Um, because they're like, okay, well, you know, I know you good with the Lord, so I can't come to you. <laughs> well, no, that's right. not true. <laughs> Please come. <laughs> I might need you to pray for me. <laughs> so sometimes that can be the case, 
sometimes they could feel like maybe you don't understand because you have this life that's so holy. So it can be difficult at times to put those two things together. The minister in me is is a daily life. You know, I live my life for Christ to the best of my ability. That's just who I am, period. And whether I have a minister title or not, that does not change. So being able to to put those two things together, it can be difficult sometimes. And as the as the empowerment speaker, again, because God lives in mm-hmm. me, I still bring that with me. At the end right. of the day, even standing on the stage, you know, God is still in control. God is still going to get the glory out of whatever I do. And so however he wants to step into it, I allow him. For those who aren't right. comfortable with that, I let them know from the beginning, this is who I am. And, yes, right. you might get a Jesus, a Christ, a hallelujah, a amen. If you're not comfortable with that, let me know so I can, right. you know, um, pass on this opportunity. And I, you just hit a major key right there. You hit a major key right there. And I hope that if you are a young uh, speaker or author or life coach or uh, whatever it is that a creative, whatever God has called you to do, that you heard exactly what she said. If they can't receive the totality of who you are, then maybe that's not your platform. I think uh, I see a lot of people now kind of excited about every door that opens Mm-hmm. and not understanding the responsibility or the weight that comes with that. I tell people all the time, you don't want me without the Christ in me. <laughs> you don't want that. Oh, <laughs> I like you that. Know? Yeah, I, 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 that's just how I feel with me. I, 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 if you And if that is a problem, then I understand this isn't a platform for me. I may can refer somebody to you. You know, so right. I like that you said that because I feel like that's something that that can be learned. If that's learned early on, it really a bless individuals' lives, and you won't feel like you have to take this engagement and then go out and be somebody else just to right. say that you know I had the opportunity to speak at this place. Uh, so yeah, I, I like what you said there because. That is very, yeah. very, very important. You know, and and you just have to be willing to, to count the cost. You know, at the end of the day, yes. you really just have to be willing to count the cost. Mm-hmm. There are some opportunities that you are absolutely right. It's going to suck yeah. if you got to pass that up. Yeah. I like to be to yep. be honest. I'm not sitting up here like, yeah, I'm going to pass up this hundred grand. Hallelujah. Right. No. <laughs> I'm sitting up here saying, no. Satan, is that you? You know, you trying to make me miss my money? So yes, don't, don't ever think that, you know, I'm just so, you know, walking on water. Because first of all, I no. don't walk on water. No. I'll drown. No. But don't ever think <laughs> That, you know, I don't battle with the same thing. Somebody come and lay a fat check in front of me, I'm going to contemplate now. I don't know about nobody else, but I'm going to be like, you sure, Jesus, because uh, bills are due and. (laughs) Oh, no, I I absolutely get it. (laughs) I definitely get it. And and I think that, but what I like, even how you're talking about uh, your relationship with God, and I think that takes the, the, the religion religious side out of it for a minute or the religious aspect 
and puts relationship on it because so many people think I t- I tell this testimony all, all the time. When I was growing up, I didn't believe that salvation was an option for me because the mm. way that it seemed to be presented by those who either were beyond the pulpit or those that had been in it for a while, it kind of seemed as if it was unattainable. So I felt as if I'm definitely not worthy of that because I'm not, there's no way I'm going to be that good, you know, to, right. to be able to even say I'm saved. So when you begin to take it from the aspect of relationship, and like you said, mm-hmm. I don't walk on water because I'm a drown. I know I'm a drown. I can't swim. So yeah. <laughs> unless he does something miraculous the way he right. enables and empowers me to walk on water, it's just not going to happen. But that's how I like to, to present it to individuals as well is for them to understand, you know, it's not as if you have to be standoffish with it. Come on, like, come on. We you'd be surprised. We may have some of the same problems. I may have went through some of the right. things that you went through. And we might, like you said earlier, you might have prayed for me today. We can be helpful okay. of one another. You know, so, yeah, that that is so important, though. But I definitely get you with that. And that $100,000, wait a minute. What are you saying? I'm telling you. This is, this got I'm going to be raising you. an eyebrow. <laughs> like, you sure? Let's discuss this. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I definitely get it. So now um, I did want to talk to you about uh, one other thing. You were talking about um, connecting your gift or your talent to your passion. Can you talk yes. about that for a little bit? Because I feel like that's where a lot of the disconnect is as it relates to purpose and people not even being aware that they may have been walking in their purpose for years. They just haven't connected the two together. Exactly. A lot of times when we talk about purpose, people look at things on, you know, the, the grandiose, you know, um, view where purpose has to be, you know, that I climbed the highest mountain or purpose has to be Mm -hmm. that I'm the greatest surgeon. And, you know, and I saved Mm -hmm. 900 children when we don't realize that every single thing that God has has placed within us, he really took time to weave those things together. And so when you take a look at some of the things that are your gift, when you look at things that you do effortlessly, and then you connect those things with, with something that you really love to do, then that's where you're able to find what you were meant to do. It's not Mm. an overnight thing for many of us Mm -mm. because if that were the case, we wouldn't be 40, 50, 60 still trying to figure out why we're here. Right, right. But when you begin to do just small things, like what can you do without even thinking about it? And I mean just anything. I don't care what it is. Lay it out. Can you roll your tongue? Put it down because everybody can't do it. I can't do it. Right. And so I'm mad at everybody else who can. So if you, everybody in my house can roll their tongue, and I am really upset about that. <laughs> everybody. <laughs> you know, so they just come in and just roll their tongues just to make me mad. Oh, but, you know, what? what's anything that you can do with ease? You know, can can, can you backstroke? without anybody have ever, you know, teaching you, what can you do? Can you, can you just hear a song and play it? What can you do that you don't even really think about? Can you see 
um, a dish and remake that dish without even knowing the recipe. That's a gift. Mm. That's a gift. Can you teach other people, you know, to to read and and it doesn't drive you up the wall when it takes them a long time? What is it that you do that's effortless? And then let's look at the things that you're really, really passionate about. Are you really passionate about children in education? Are you really passionate about pouring life into people? Are you really passionate about animals? Are you just so in love with animals that you can't even bear the thought of seeing one? What keeps you up because you're so in love with that? What would you do and never get paid for? If you never saw a dime for it and you feel like it's something I would still want to volunteer my time for, let's write those things down. And then let's begin to look at the gifts that you have and compare them to the passions that you have and see if we can equal out the purpose that you've been called for. It's in Mm -hmm. there. It's inside of your gifts and your passion. It's just about us sitting down and working those two things and then begin beginning to narrow things a little bit more, to talk more about those things, to X out some things, to try some things. You may not get it right the first time. Aha, you know, this is purpose. Let me run with it. Not necessarily, but it could be the pathway to it. And in order to get to that, you had to do this, which is kind of what happened in my own life. I work with women now, but I used to work with kids. So I knew that my desire, my passion was to to help, to pour back, to pour into, and I was doing that. So I didn't understand why I still didn't feel complete. Mm. And so if there's not a completion there, then you're not um, walking in purpose. I didn't feel complete. I didn't feel content, even though I was doing a great thing. And then God opened my eyes one day because I was like, look, dude, come on. I don't know what's going on here. I'm doing what you called me to do, and what God told me is, yes, you're doing what I've called you to, just not for who I've called you to. Mm. And I was like, what? What you say now? And when I mm. turned that from pouring life into kids and trying to empower them and put them on a path when I twisted that, because I always had a love for women, always. But when I finally connected that, it was like, oh, I'm serving the wrong people. Okay, wow. That's when my heart's desire was content. That's when the fire continued. That's when it didn't matter how many times I got knocked down, how many times I cried, how many times an event didn't come together. My kids got to the point where they was like, yes, yes, we know you quit. Okay, we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're very rude. <laughs> <laughs> because that's where the, the passion is. Yeah. That's where the purpose yeah. is. So even when I throw in the towel, they go, they wash them, dry them, and throw them back. Here you go. It's nice and clean. Yeah, that's good. That's good. (laughs) But it took some time to get to it. it. Yeah, and and I think that that's – I explain to individuals as well as, like, it's important to be patient through the process as well because sometimes we can get called up, especially in a social media 
um, generation, we can get Definitely. caught up in what we perceive is somebody else's mm-hmm. story, even though that's not even their story. They're just posting that stuff. It looks good on there. And we start measuring ourselves against those things. So now we yep. try to feel like, oh, my God, I'm 40. I got to speed time up. And we yeah. don't realize. We, no, no, we do. You know, yeah. Yeah. Pur- purpose is definitely a process. And we can mm-hmm. learn to enjoy the process more. We, I, well, we gain more from it when we learn to enjoy the process. And sometimes we haven't yeah. been the enjoyers of life, so it's hard for us to enjoy that process because we kind of speed through life sometimes. Even in our successes, we, we haven't taken time to step back and breathe and enjoy the successes right. that we've had. Mm-hmm. You are absolutely right, absolutely right. And I mean, and, and I've been guilty of that too. I've, you know, mm-hmm. looked and been like, oh, yeah. God, I'm 30. Oh, God, I'm 30. Oh, Lord, yeah. I'm 40. You know, I've done that as well. But I'm yeah. like, oh, my God, I didn't do this, 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 this. And, and yes, there are some yeah. things that I didn't do. There's some opportunities, you know, that I missed. I can't go back in time. But what I can do is take those moments, take those lessons, take the things that I've learned, and put them together for such a time as this and be more yes. sensitive to the cycles, to the time, to the opportunities, mm. and walk through those. I can't get back anything that I left. But I can't take, I can't take some things from that to build something else. Mm. I don't know if you realize it, but we have taught ourselves off the air. Um, <laughs> see, it didn't even. I told the hour went by so quick, didn't even realize it. That's how it always happens. But I do have three more questions for you. Yes. Um, the first, the first question is. We said you said so much. You've you've given us so much over this hour. If we were to forget everything that you said, what is one thing that you would want us to leave here remembering? Purpose doesn't have an expiration. Continue to walk towards it. Mhm. Okay. Now the second question is. On this show, we like to recognize what we call transforming transformers. Uh, Those are mentors, spiritual leaders, our support system that push us many times in the background, that refuse to let us give up, that, you know, are the driving force behind, you know, the success of our business, our ministry, the success of our life. Uh, We like to acknowledge those on our show. So do you want to acknowledge some people that have been those transforming transformers in your life? Yes. And the transformers that have helped me transform in my life, honestly, my family, my husband, Mm -hmm. my children, Mm -hmm. they have been the greatest driving force. My mom started it off because without her pouring into me as a young girl, Yes, I still hit walls. Yes, I still have Mm self-esteem issues. Yes, I I still made some unhealthy decisions. But it could have been worse had I not had her word in the back of my mind. Had she not, you know, poured into me that just because, you know, she used to say all the time, just because you grew up over here doesn't mean that you walk around, you know, um, the way the neighborhood Mm -hmm. expects for you to. And so just little things that she would pour into me about who I who I was and who I was going to be and 
just my life. It really helped me. When I married my husband and with my daughters, they are three people who will not allow me to fall. And when I do, if I do happen to slip by, they're coming with the Band-Aids, you know, a little bit of peroxide to to wrap it up, and then they're going to help me get up and limp on over to the sofa. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. We honor each and every Transformer that you have honored on tonight. We appreciate everything that you are doing to change this world. Now, before I get to the last question, before I get to this last question, I do want to give you the opportunity to give everybody your information, how they can contact you for coaching services, your website, where they can order your books, uh, how to connect with you on social media, everything. Well, you can, the easiest way to connect with me is on my website, which is where you can download a free um, daily happiness habits. And so please go on there. My website is just my name, which is Shelly Mache, and it is not spelled any way that it sounds. So <laughs> it is S-H-E-L-L-E-Y-M-E-C-H-E-P-T-E. And, yes, the sound of it is Mache. I know what it looks like. <laughs> but you can download that, and you can also schedule a power call with me. It's a purpose power call where we'll get on there. We'll help you clarify um, different your gifts, your passions. I'll walk walk with you, and then we'll lay out uh, one to two, maybe even three, depending on what your passions are, steps for you. So we'll lay out an actual two to three purpose plan step that you can begin practicing so that you can walk in purpose. I also have a 70 day of happy journal on my site. So if you're really, really um, about your purpose and you really want to hone into that and really get clarity, the book and the journal, once you put those two together, you'll really be able to understand who it is that you've been called to be and how to walk that out. For those who want to have a more personal touch, then we can schedule a one-on-one coaching session, and I will walk through that. I have four-week sessions, six-week sessions, and eight-week sessions that we can walk through to really examine your purpose, hone into what it is, and have you really operating in what you've been called to and taking that passion and putting profit onto it. Because you, your purpose, yes, we can, we can profit from our purpose as well. And so yeah. those are some of the things that we that we go over. You can also reach me on social media. I'm on Instagram under my name. I'm also on Facebook under my name. And for women on Facebook, I have a group called the Powerful Woman, P-O-W-H-E-R-F-U-L Woman, where, again, women are able to come to the group. You're able to lay your heart down. You're able to vent. You're able to ask questions of your fellow woman and just have a safe space awesome awesome and i forgot to tell you if you had any last words you wanted to leave with our audience you're welcome to do that as well thank you so much i just want to say that i am very honored to be able to be a part of this um a part of this dialogue with you i am absolutely just in love with my fellow woman. I love to see her succeed. I I love to see the sparkle in her eye when she discovers who she is and 
who she's been been purposed to be. So I would just say to everyone out there, don't give up on yourself. It may be some bumps, some bruises. You may have to put, you know, some bandages on, but you're worth it. You're worth discovering who you were purposed to be. So don't give up on that. Don't give up on it. Awesome. Now, here's the question I end every show with. We've never had the same answer on any show. Every time we have a different answer. And I love this question. Who is God to you? God is my everything. He's my very existence. He's my heartbeat. He's my go-to. He's He's my love when I don't feel loved. I, I literally tell people all the time, and they think it's funny, but there have been several occasions when I've literally gotten mad at God. One was when my stepfather passed away. My stepfather was an amazing man, and we had prayed and prayed and prayed for his healing. And so I was like, oh, I know God going to heal my stepfather because he's so good. He's like the most – if there was a perfect man in this world, he would be it. You know, and so when God, you know, didn't heal him on this side of heaven, I was like, well, something went wrong, Jesus. You know, something happened. <laughs> I know what you mean. And so I was <laughs> so upset. I was so upset with God that I literally told him, okay, we're done. I'm not talking to you anymore. I'm still going to stay saved, but I'm not going to talk to you because I am upset with you. And I could really only imagine God was probably up there, like, chuckling, like, okay, Shelly, here we go. So I, I, I go. told the Lord. Right, here we go. <laughs> Tantrum Shelley. And I told him, I'm not talking to you, and I refuse to talk to you anymore. I'm done. But God is so embedded in my life that what happened is the next day, well, before the next day, I was walking around the house, and I was like, oh, Lord, whatever, whatever, and I was talking to him. I said, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm not talking to you. And so I stopped talking to him. Before I went to bed, I was praying, and I was like, Father, thank you so much. And I said, oh. I said I wasn't talking to you. The next day, I did it again. By the time I did it, about three or four times, I said, you know what? Forget it. I'll just go on and start talking to you again. (laughs) It's obvious that this is not going to (laughs) work. But I said all that to say, that's who God is to me, though. He is so embedded in my life that he's a part of every part of my life. Washing dishes, he's in my life. Driving in the car, he's in my life. Sitting watching TV, we're in conversation because he is just a part of who I am. Mm. And again, you know, another answer that was not the same answer. And the reason why I end every conversation with that for those, if this is your first time listening, is I believe that there are realms and dimensions of God that have yet to be unlocked to us individually. However, when we begin to have purposeful conversations with others, we're introduced to realms and dimensions of God that we may have yet experienced, may not have yet experienced, but they have experienced. And it gives us Mm -hmm. a greater understanding of who God is. And then in understanding him greater, we begin to understand ourselves even greater. So, Everyone that's listening, thank you for joining us on tonight. I also want to thank you again for joining and sharing with our listening audience. Oh, man, I'm telling you, you gave us so much to take away. 
listening audience, I encourage you, connect with her on social media. Head over to our website. Schedule the sessions you need to schedule. Notice I said sessions. Sometimes it takes more than one. I'm one that takes more than one for many times. So schedule the sessions. Get the book, but make sure you connect with her, all right? We'll be back here again on next Friday with Wanda Boo. She's an entrepreneur. Uh, She deals a lot with financial literacy. She's an author as well. We're continuing this month that we are dedicating completely to women. All right, guys, I thank you because you guys make the show connect with me as well by visiting www.cliftonpettyjohn.com. There you're going to find all the shows we have coming up. There are some shows I've yet to post in Blog Talk Radio, but you'll find them on the website. So make sure you guys are connecting with me there, and then connect with me on all of my social media platforms just under Clifton Petty John. And as I always say, create a great day, walk with purpose, and by all means, guys, execute your vision. Be blessed. Can you identify any areas in your life where stagnation is manifesting? Now, I know some of you might say, no, I can't. Well, I want us to look at stagnation for what it really is. Some people have identified stagnation as something that's not growing or that's not producing. I don't believe that stagnation. To me, stagnation can also be that, yes, we're growing. Yes, we're producing. However, we're growing and producing in a manner that's disrespectful to the purpose and the greatness that resides inside of us. And listen, we all have areas where we can identify that we could be doing a lot better in. There's greater potential in those areas than we are experiencing. And guess what? I have a tool that will help you begin to experience transformation in those areas of stagnation in your life. And that tool is called From Stagnation to Transformation. That's right. That is my book, From Stagnation to Transformation. So I want you to head over to my website, www.cliftonpettyjohn.com. I want you to hit there. I want you to hit the Transformation tab. There you're going to find a free preview of my book. That's right, a free preview of my book. And I promise you, after you read the preview, you're going to want to invest in your personal transformation through purchasing the book. So again, hit over there, purchase the book. Let me know you purchased it. Here's what I always say, guys. If you purchase the book, you read the book, you apply the principles in your life, and yet you still are stagnant in the areas that you are applying them to, and you're not experiencing any transformation, and you can prove to me that you have applied these principles, I will give you a a 100% refund. That's right, a 100% refund. Why? Because I believe in the application of the principles that are outlined in this book. So again, visit www.cliftonpettyjohn.com and purchase your copy of From Stagnation to Transformation. So I know you've heard me talk a lot about working with people in entertainment, and perhaps you don't necessarily work in entertainment. And if you do, you may not need a full overhaul at the moment. However, you may be facing a challenge or working on a project that you could use objective perspective or expertise on. Um, This is why I offer consulting. 
here are the areas I can help you in. Branding, marketing, creative strategy, spiritual development, identity strategy, style and image, content strategy, entrepreneurship. I would love to work with you to navigate your challenge or to enhance your project. If you want to book a one-time session or inquire about a short-term consulting relationship, you can do both by visiting YourSupernormal.com. Let's get it.